this fucking Google, Julie. I'm... Why wouldn't a search be included? <laughs> That's what makes us a great duo. Yes. One of us listens, one of us doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes scary, but always fun. <laughs> yeah, you're never sure if you should take your hands off and put them up in the air or hang on tight. Uh, read my fucking headline, Bozo the Clown. I'm already a best-selling author. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. This is a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur, whether you're looking for direction on how to become a more successful entrepreneur, or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, this is the show for you. On today's show, we have Cheryl Devon joining us after the first break. Cheryl is a communication strategist connecting your voice and message with your ideal audience. She is the founder of Speaking with Cher and C3 Specialties. We'll learn all about Cheryl and the leaps of faith she's taken over the past two years a little bit later. Our third segment includes gambling news and whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Staying busy. I'm sure you are as well. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. Um, well, let's jump into uh, just leaps of faith, um, which I have a, a fun news story to that's kind of uh, connected to that that we can talk about later, but um, just... Uh, taking a leap of faith um, in general, like what, what does that mean to you when it comes to business? Um, In general or right now? (laughs) Um, Because there's probably a difference. Both. So in general, I think it just means having the courage to start, to try it. I think a lot of people lack the courage or the ability to even know that they they lack the courage to even try. So they don't start a business. They don't, they, they just don't start because they're like, I don't think it'll work out. And that to me is that's, it's a shame. I think there's, but I think we have to take little micro leaps of faith every single day. We take them in, you know, our business partners, we take them in coaches that we hire. We're going to make an investment in ourselves, but that investment is a financial output to somebody else. And then we have to, you know, hope in a prayer that they're actually, they're, they're worth that money that we're investing. And, you know, that at SB Pace, you and I have been burned a couple of times by some coaches, more than a couple, actually, uh, employees that we hire, all right. So there's a leap of faith when you're hiring somebody and, and, you know, trusting them with your brand, with your business. So there's, there's micro leaps of faith that we take every day. And then there's, you know, giant leaps of faith, just starting the business or making an offering or something like that. So that's what it means to me. What's it mean to you? Well, I mean, what it sounds like there and one of our favorite topics to talk about, it's kind of like gambling. Um, Cause you're just uh, you've got some knowledge, you've got, um, skills, you, you kind of know what you're doing, but you're, you're literally rolling the dice and just hoping that everything that you've done, everything that, uh, all the decisions that you've made are going to work out, but there's always a risk in everything that we do. And it's, it, there's a plenty of this that's out of, um, you know, your control, our control, the, the business owner's control. And it's, it, you have to be willing to take that risk in order to, uh, you know, to succeed. Yep. I guess it is a little bit like gambling. Um, I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but that makes complete sense. I mean, I guess, you know, opening, opening the restaurant, your favorite topic was a complete late leap of faith, right? You had to trust that risk despite the, economy and everything that was happening there, that it was going to turn out well. And you had to trust that you were going to be able to hire employees and that you were going to be able to get through, you know, like you had to find, identify every way that people might try and steal from you and take a leap of faith that you could cover most of those holes. And then you had to take a leap of faith on getting, you know, help with 
you know, the, the, the crew that your, your build out crew that, that actually built the space and your business partner. So like one leap of faith after another, that it was going to work out though. I would wager to guess you probably didn't look at it as a leap of faith, because I think from day one, you've always said, I have no doubt this restaurant will be successful and it'll work out. Yeah. Um, but there is a plenty of, um, it, it, it's it's that trust in and your employees your vendors like is my um is my fish truck going to show up today did you know are my openers going to show up today i mean half the time we're scheduling um you know eight nine people to work at shift knowing that like pop, probably two or three are just not going to show up um so there's a little leap of faith there like is my dishwasher going to show up today um, and more times than not, that doesn't show up, you know, they don't show up and it's, um, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, it's part of business today, unfortunately, that, um, it, employees know that they can just walk down the street and get another job or that, you know, like that, they, they, they've got, um, control over their schedule, their, you know, their job more so than they should, because, you know, the agreement here is, I'm, uh, you know, you're going to show up to do your job. You show up on time and I will pay you money. Um, but now it's like, no, I'm just going to show up whenever I want. And you're still going to somehow pay me money. Um, but you know, that's, that's just the world that we live in right now, unfortunately, but uh, it's, it's been getting better, um, from the, um, business owner standpoint, but it's still not great out there. Yeah. I know when, um, SB Pace hired Francis that, that was a wasn't a really big leap of faith. Yes, she was a paid um, intern when she first started with us. I think the bigger leap of faith was when the decision was made to bring her on as our first full-time salaried employee. Uh, that to me was when I really, I personally really started to feel the pressure because I knew now that there, there we there was a responsibility for somebody else in a whole different way. And then bringing on, you know, a part-time employee and there's a responsibility there as well. And now really working to find that transition of being able to take Stacy, who is, you know, um, a co-founder of Certivium, she getting her to the point where she is a, you know, full on salaried employee, and those things are, I feel tremendous pressure around, around that and making sure that the, the bank account the, can, can support having employees. Like I'm, I, I, in that equation, I don't even think about myself. I think about those other three and that's not me being, you know, giving or, you know, altruistic. That's me being realistic and that, you know, leaders eat last and I need to make sure that that the employees and that the people on the team are being paid and that they're not going anywhere and a leap of faith to, to make those changes. And, um, probably one of the scarier ones, I think, since, since, you know, I've been do in business doing things. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there is that leap of faith on their end as well. I mean, for, for Francis and for Stacy and for everybody else, who's a part of this team is that, you know, like, like, can we actually make this work? And, you know, it's nice to know that Francis, for example, has, uh, and you know, enough uh, trust in, in SB pace to, um, to make that jump. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a give and take, I guess, on, on both ends, both the, the business owner and for employees. It, it is. I, it certainly, you know, I've, I have worked for startups in, in the past and, you know, spent time in my career in startups and it, I always preferred a startup over, you know, a big established company. I think that speaks more to my desire to, I like to build things and I, I like to be part of the process where we can make things better as a team. And I don't, um, I don't really see that that happens very often when a company is, you know, big, when you're, t- you know, you hit that, you know, like a big four consulting firm, you have very little impact overall on the actual way that the company operates, right? It's this big, well-oiled machine and you're not, not really, you can't affect change, but you can in a small company and, 
that's part of the reason, you know, that the number of times I've been, you know, fired or laid off is so high is because I typically go for companies like that, where it's a, you know, there's, it's riskier. So there's a gamble there. And, uh, but it, to me, the reward is higher and it's also there, it's much higher satisfaction, which I think is the part that I typically look at is the satisfaction of it. Yes. Do I like to think, you know, like what the compensation or the financial rewards could be? Sure. But, but ultimately it's not the first thing that I ever look at. It's really the, the satisfaction and knowing that it can have some impact on the way that things are done and the way things are built. Well, um, we've got a few minutes here. Do you want to keep talking about uh, leaps of faith or do you want to jump into communication strategies, uh, create connecting your voice and message with your audience? Uh, your call. What do you want to talk well, about? Let's, let's bridge into connecting your voice in your audience um, because that's one of the things that we try to do at Certivium or we do at Certivium and we often talk about with our clients is just making sure that your voice is appropriate for your brand. And I don't mean appropriate in the way that like, do you cuss or not? Like, does it actually fit who you are? Um, So what's the most important part of creating that voice, finding that, um, that way to communicate with your, uh, with your audience? Well, I, I would say authenticity is probably the most important part. Finding your differentiators. I just recently wrote a blog, actually came out yesterday, um, on finding your edge. And I was really comparing, I was doing a comparison. Uh, is it a comparison if you're, if you're finding the similarities between two things? Yes, that's a comparison, correct? Yes. This is, this is where I need a dictionary. Um, I was doing a comparison between being a business owner or being an entrepreneur and yoga and that importance of finding the edge, but also willful surrender, which has to, you know, happen so frequently in yoga. We, we talk about it, but in, in business, it's important too. So as part of your voice, really knowing where are you, what, what's your authentic voice, what, how, what's the appropriate way to message to your ideal customer. And really that's the, if you're speaking in a manner that people are going to recognize themselves in the words that you're using. So I think that's huge, your differentiator. And I, I honestly think that that creativity and um, you know, cleverness come in, come in play, come into play a lot. Right. And, and descriptive language, the way that we, you know, talk about things. I, I have recently started to talk about certivium as being more of, um, if you think about an iceberg and I know this probably sounds ridiculous, but if you think about an iceberg, the top, the part that you see above water, right. That's what people see on social media, just that part that's above the water. Right. And it's, that's typically the, that's the smallest part. There's all these things that are happening underneath, right? So certivium is the, everything that happens below the surface where the, the strategy, where the planning, we're figuring out, you know, what is your brand voice, getting your content strategy together, the, the actual content itself, mapping everything out so that there's a clear focus, direct strategy and, you know, working through that. And that I think is, is the big piece of finding your voice, being able to use descriptive language like that so that people can immediately understand it and say, Oh, I know what you do. Yeah. That authenticity is such an important part there because everybody, not everybody, but most people out there will like know if you're just full of shit when you're trying to, to, with whatever your whatever it is that you're trying to uh, communicate to your audience, and if they don't know, they will find it out as soon as they start purchasing your product, your service, whatever it is. That oh, this doesn't quite fit what uh, you know what what they said online, what they said in their advertising, and and um, just in general. And so, being that that authenticity is is such an important part, so that <clears throat> like realistically, you just you you get to be you. Um, with your with your audience and you don't have to like there's no acting involved it's it's like this is a hundred percent who who my brand is who my business is and like there's no no bullshitting needed i think that's where a lot of people get it wrong though 
I think a lot of people struggle with just being them, their authentic selves, right? They want to appeal to everyone thinking that that's the way to, you know, financial security, you know, just everyone should like me. And the reality is you're much better off if almost nobody likes you. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and as we tell our clients, like you will connect with the people who want to connect with you. Not everybody is your customer and you want to uh, just realize that, that not everybody is going to love you. Not everybody's going to think that you're the best, but there are going to be people out there who you can, who you can connect with, who are going to uh, like, just, they're going to be similar to you. They're going to, they're going to understand your message and and want to be a part of whatever it is that you're doing. And that's why you want to be authentic and, and how you, uh, and how you talk, like your voice, your brand, et cetera. Ag- agreement. All right. Parting words before we uh, take a break and bring Cheryl on. Um, You know, just uh, we got to just stay authentic out there, everybody. We've got um, a great guest coming up for you to help. Talk is, about. It, is she great? Is that the word? Oh, my God. Yes, she is great. Um, we've got a wonderful guest coming up, um, Cheryl. And, and we're going to talk more about communication strategies and, and that voice and talk about her leap of faith. Um, and it will be in interesting segment for sure. Many leaps of faith. Cheryl just recently took a very, very big leap of faith last weekend, which I'm really excited to dive into very much similar to the conversation we had with Jeff Forrester a couple of weeks back when we were talking about grit and resilience. Cheryl did something that she had been planning for years just over this past weekend and um, was she had extreme success with it. I'm curious how surprised she was at how successful it went for her, but also can't wait to hear how she can relate the lessons she learned there in this adventure, which with um, back to business. So it should be a, it'll be a fun and engaging conversation. I've known Cheryl forever, like honestly, since probably first grade, but I don't think we actually liked each other until well after we'd graduated from college. So we will be right back after the break with Cheryl Devon. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. All 
All right, welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. We've got Cheryl Devon with us. Cheryl is a communication strategist who helps connect your voice and message with your ideal audience. She's the founder of Speaking with Cher and C3 Specialties, a three-time top-rated radio morning sh- radio morning show host, and was a featured speaker slash panelist at the Talent Masters Morning Show Boot Camp in Los Angeles. She gave some insight there on how to connect with your connect with and grow your audience. Fuck, I might need more coffee, Cheryl. And <laughs> Don't we all? She's a military wife of nearly 30 years, mother of two, and an endurance kayak racer. And she has launched and sold. Nope, that's that's not you. That's that's a leftover from Callie. So all right. Yeah, I'm not gonna steal Callie Keen stuff. There's no how you doing, Cheryl? I am great. I am great. Thank you both so much for having me this morning. I am I'm really excited to be here and and launch into what you guys are talking about. I've been listening in and it's a, it's a fun topic. Yeah. Where do you want to go first? You want to talk about leaps of faith? You want to talk about like, what do you, let's like, you tell us, Uh, you know, let's, let's talk about those leaps of faith. Uh, In fact, you know, Julie had, had mentioned that we've known each other forever and a day and we didn't like each other. (laughs) No, we really didn't. You know, growing up, we grew up in this little town and it was fun. We took a leap of faith when we connected years after graduating from college. I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. I was terrified in in getting to know you because I'm like, why is she talking to me? She didn't even like me. I, you know, you get all these weird preconceived notions Mm -hmm. and it was that leap of faith. I'm like, you know, we're adults now. Let's do this. Let's see what this, what this is about. And it's, it's one of the better leaps I've, I've taken out. I'll say that our friendship is a, a good one. You've just recently taken a leap of faith. We talked about that the other day. You were just in St. Louis and <laughs> you got on the stage in I front did. of a, a business audience for the first time. I did. I hadn't been on a stage since I was a senior in high school and we were on the speech team together. Um, and I, I did. I, I, and let me tell you something. As you know, I fucking bombed horrendously, right? <laughs> right? Like I, and there's like, I don't know, 80 to 100 people. It was at Zach Babcock's event in St. Louis. And um, I had gone into the week, you know, full disclosure, feeling really fucking unsupported. Um, I, I chewed my team's ass out earlier in the week. I was like, I literally cannot remember the last time somebody said these words to me, what can I do for you? How do you need help? And so I was really feeling overwhelmed and I was struggling and I had to write this speech. And I honestly was thankful that I had decided to take like a 12 hour road trip and drive because that's probably what saved me. gave me a lot of think time on it. But, um, I had some great stories to tell. I think, you know, people were gracious. Um, I was uh, sweating like a whore in church. Like, oh my God, it was not a good situation. I was really nervous. I fumbled over my words and, um, but I got through it. I, I got through it and I didn't die, but also I learned some really valuable lessons. Um, the first being I don't want to be a public speaker. And I, I I think I knew that before going in, but I'm like, I don't want to take stages and do that. That's not really who I am or what I want to do. And But I also learned that there's value in, in failure. There is a lot of, um, you know, I learned a lot of great lessons from that. And, and I met some amazing people. And I also know that, you know, failure is just part of the process. So it was a huge leap for me to do it, but I did it. Well, and that's that's one of the I'm glad you you told the story here because that's one of the things that that you want to point out. You don't you don't want to do um, stage speaking for a living, but there's no. there's times where you're going to be in a position like that. And what it does is it it shows you that there are so many different pieces to communication strategies. You have to be able to effectively communicate who you are and what you bring to the table, how you can serve others, how they can maybe serve you. 
um, and help each other out in the process. There's, there's so many different, you might be fantastic walking up to any one of those, those individuals that was there and, you know, shooting the shit with them at over, over a glass of wine or, or at lunch with coffee, what have you. But it's a different, it's a different beast. It's a different environment. And that's, that's part of what people get hung up on with their communication strategies is there's so many different, different pieces and layers that that one, that one person that you're trying to reach, you may be able to talk to them one way in one environment, but you have to be able to speak a different language in a different environment because it's great if you are um, hitting all the bullet points with being authentic and vulnerable, but if they're not receptive, if they're not in the right environment where what you're saying they're receptive to at that time, you miss it. And that's, that's the puzzle piece that um, I think a lot of people miss out on. So how do you, um, or how would you, Cheryl, uh, if you're working with a client, if you're working with somebody who's trying to figure out their voice, trying to figure out what the best way for them to communicate is, how do you get them, uh, like, how do you help them figure that out so that they can be authentic in how they're speaking? I've actually got a, a client I'm working with, and it's, it's a unique, it's a unique set of challenges where she is having to speak and educate about real estate around the globe. And so she was, she was afraid a lot of times that she wasn't, she wasn't hitting in every market. And it, it just comes down to her personality. What, I, what I'm doing with her is I, I got video of her doing her speech, for lack of a better word. And then we take that and we twist it into, I, I spend a lot of time getting to know the client and their personality and then figuring out which parts work with which, with which you know, audience, region, um, target demographic, and just finding that one person. I work with them so that they feel like no matter where they're going, they know enough about the area and about the environment where it's, it's sort of like if when you walk into a diner or a bar and you sit down and Corey, you'll understand this with the restaurant. You get somebody that, that walks in by themselves. You strike up a conversation. You're not looking to talk to the entire restaurant. You're looking for one person to connect with. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm helping her do is, is target in on that one person for every single market that she's going into, depending on the time, the location, all of those things, and just being herself. And, and your, yourself becomes a different person depending on where you are and, and what's going on. It's still you. It's still you, but you, you moderate. I mean, you don't, you don't tell the, you know, the, the slightly um, adult jokes, let's say, if, if you're walking into a church social. It, you, you modify, and that's, that's how it gets customized when I'm working with a client. And that's, I mean, a, a great point there because so many people out there don't think that they uh, they can do that. But uh, I mean, just like you said, with you don't tell certain jokes when you're at a church social. You, you, uh, you. Everybody subconsciously adjusts their vocabulary based upon where they are um, and who they're speaking with. And it's it it's that I guess we need to just be aware of of it. And then we can use that to our benefit, I guess, right? Absolutely. It's, it's sort of a situational awareness. What goes into uh, most of the, the communication strategies that are most effective are when you're aware of the nonverbals that are going on around you. You can walk into a place you've never been before. And you, there are patterns that you can pick up on. You can look at this. You can look at that. You can hear certain things. You'll notice uh, certain things going on. And, and it, becomes, it, it becomes a pattern. You, you get used to it. It's like anything else. You have to practice it. But you can walk in and, and immediately you'll have three or four different things where you'll know how to, how to speak at that time. And you just keep polishing and working with it. It, it helps when you do a little um, demographic work, when you do audience analytics about where you're going into or when you have the time to do it. And 
it, it comes down to, it even comes down to what time of the day in order to modify your, your communication style and get the most effective connection going on. That's interesting. I was just kind of thinking about the, and I guess this has more to do, like when you're, you're thinking, you know, there's the business communications, right? And looking mm-hmm. for your authentic voice. And then there's the personal communications, right? Those interpersonal communications where you're talking with, you know, a friend and, and a coworker, an employee, whoever, whatever it is, and figuring out, you know, are you, do, should we feel in those situations where we have to be measured or think more about the way that we're speaking, right? Is there any, is there any difference? Should we be using those same tactics in our personal communications as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, you're, you're offering more, you're offering more vulnerability. You're a lot more flexible when you're in your personal space. Um, You know, when you're in a business setting, you've got certain bullet points and certain keys that you have to, you can look at it the same way in a, in an interpersonal, what are you looking to accomplish for yourself um, with the friendship or, you know, if it's a romantic endeavor, what, what have you, if it's, if it's a, you know, in our case, <laughs> growing up, we're a nemesis. How do you, how do you go ahead and, well, we weren't and, really nemesis. Well, in my mind, we were, <laughs> I was like, I don't really think, I I don't think we ever took the time to really get to know each other. Right. Like you were God, you toilet papered our house. I did not. It was not me. (laughs) And you were, but you're, you were always a fucking brainiac. Right. And like, you were like a high, high achiever in, in high school. And I was way more focused on relationships in high school, which actually translates very well into my adult life where I'm way more focused on relationships than you know, I, I, I mean, I read every day, but I'm not, I've never been a brainiac. I'll never be a brainiac. I mean, we all know. I you don't give yourself math. enough credit. You well, don't give yourself enough credit. You are, you are incredibly smart. And, and the fact that you take those, that time and you're, you're doing the reading and you're doing the, the work for your, your self-growth and you're looking at different ways to improve your, your business style and your connections that all that's all part of your communication style. And it's brilliant. Uh-huh. And there's, there's a gray area between your interpersonal and your business communication that it's, it, it, you gotta be careful. Cause that's where it gets a little sticky, you know, and all of a sudden HR comes in and nobody wants that. But <laughs> Nobody wants HR. No, nobody wants HR that. is the real estate agents of the business world. So, uh, well, you know, I'll take the real estate agents over HR a lot of times, but um, no, there's, there's a, there's a gray area and you, you need to, you still need to use those same, those same strategies because even, even in an interpersonal communication, now, you know, I think you both know me well enough to know I am not a morning type of person. The fact that I am this coherent this early is, is an absolute miracle, but I know what the circumstances are here. I understand, you know, what, what time it is for you and, and what we're doing here. So you, you modify, otherwise I'd be, you know, slogging through, I'm not paying attention to questions. Sometimes it just, it gets sloppy. And when you know, when you know what your steps are in each each place and then that gray area. Yeah, you can you can navigate through anything. Awesome. I want to just respond to that. And then I want to jump into a different topic in total. And I, I think that sometimes when it becomes when when the when there's more on the line, there's more at stake, right? For me personally, it becomes harder for me to really effectively communicate because I it's not that I'm rehearsing or practicing every word. It's that I know what I want the message to be. And a lot of times I will fumble my way through it if I'm overthinking it. Right. So, which tells me mm-hmm. that authenticity is important is, is the, the biggest factor driving communication is just to really be myself. But I, there are a lot of times where I will 
overthink how I'm going to say something, but so we're coming up on the break. And before we do that, you have taken a ton of leap of leaps of faith in the past couple of years, you launched a business and I know you were not sure if you were ready to do it and you were, and you, you know, you went on some, um, adventures, like some, you know, meeting new people in networking groups and things like that. You wrote a book recently, which is about to be published. And I would be remiss if I did not talk about that, but the biggest leap of faith you took that I want to talk about, I teased right before we went to break is something that you just did this past weekend. Uh, this, this past week, this past week, 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 week. Yes. I'm still healing. Yeah. The MR 340, the world's Longest nonstop kayak and canoe river race. Yeah. So I'm assuming 340 miles. 340 miles in 86 hours or less. Uh, that's a lot of paddling. The river doesn't offer much in the way of help. You get about two to three miles an hour of current, which will not get you to the finish line. We, we start um, just on the Kansas side of Kansas City right along the Kansas City, Missouri Riverfront. We go from the confluence of the Cobb River into the big old muddy, the, the Missouri River, and we race across the entire state of Missouri, which to give you a little context, Missouri is around the same size as Syria, the country of Syria. So um, that is no context for me, Cheryl. Well, all right. Yeah, I know. Geography <laughs> is it's too early for geography. It's, it's a good sized state. It's, um, oh, I don't know, a little bit smaller than Oregon. Nice. Okay. And we go across the entirety of it to drive across the state from Kansas city to St. Louis, a straight shot is right around four, four and a half hours. This is, this is paddling it through barge wake, wing dikes, fishing boats, river boils, headwinds, storms, and incredible heat. And that's, uh, that was my idea of a good time last week. So, but I, How yeah. How long did it take you to finish? Uh, my time was 81 hours, 15 seconds, which is a lot longer than I had originally expected it would take. But thinking back on it, it was perfect. I wouldn't have it any other way. Next year will be a little faster, but um it, I, I learned so many things about myself, so many hard truths, and then so many exciting epiphanies, if you will. And, and the biggest one that I learned that goes back to, you know, you talked about anxiety when you're, you're having some of those important conversations, mm -hmm. slow down to go fast. My coach didn't finish the race this year because she tried to go too fast. And she didn't pay attention to uh, the subtle nuances within her own body, with her partner, with the boat, with the weather conditions. And she didn't finish. I wanted to push hard and remembered, slow down to go fast. And so it took me more time, but I was at the, the finish line. And I think that is one of the more important pieces that I could take and, and put it into both business and personal life afterward. That's amazing. Well, I'm really proud of you for, for not only finishing, but even for starting, because, you know, we talked about that at the top of the show, Corey and I did that most people will never really take that leap of faith because they are afraid to start. So that is, um, it's terrifying. Yeah. Just do it, but just You're, do it. Yeah. Most things in life worth doing are terrifying. Most things are, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, Cheryl, tell our listeners how they can find you. You can go ahead and find me by going to speakingwithshare, S-H-E-R.com. Um, and you can find me anywhere, Cheryl Devon, all across all the social media platforms. I'm friendly. I'm chatty. Go ahead and, and connect and, and let's talk a little bit. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, it was great having you on the show. Yes, I said great. And uh, <laughs> we will chat soon. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks so much. Appreciate you both.
Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. We just had a fun conversation with Cheryl Devon about leaps of faith and communicating with your audience and connecting with your audience. And now we're going to jump into gambling news and whatever else we have to talk about. Uh, Julie, we're going to go first. Gambling? Yeah, let's go to gambling. All right. Um, well, I don't even remember. It was been, it's been it been uh, two weeks since uh, three weeks since last show, but um Julie has an amazing 19 and six record going on right now. And I'm still trying to get over 500. I'm at 10 and 13. Um, but we are uh, in the worst part of the year for sports betting because there's really nothing to watch that's worth it. Um, so I'm going to unfortunately stick with baseball and I'm going to take the San Francisco giants getting, uh, on the money line, plus 132, they're playing at the Dodgers this uh, today. Well, you are on the come up because you were, I think you've, you've won like two or three in a row now. So yeah. that's something. I'm going back to the WNBA, the world's worst sport. Well, I don't know. It's kind of a tie between that and baseball when it comes to gambling. But I am, we've got the Indiana Fever at the Las Vegas Aces and the Las Vegas Aces are favored by 16, and that is who I'm taking because the Indiana Fever, they are sick with fever. They are fucking bad. They are really bad. And I don't even like the fact, I hate myself that I know that. I hate that I know that. <laughs> yeah, well, if anything, right. uh, yeah, definitely probably fade us. But uh, Well, listen, now don't fade me, fade Corey. Yeah, that's true. And you're, you're going to have to get back to there's no way you can keep this streak going all year. You don't know my life. I don't, you don't have any idea what's happening. No, no, do not. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got next? Uh, do we want to jump into news? Sure. OK. I didn't know if you had anything that you needed me to uh, mansplain to you. Well, I do have something that needs to okay. be mansplained. What's that? Um. Well, so, I mean, there's a couple of things I could um, stand to have mansplained to me right now. Um, one of them being, you know, why are, why, why do people become such dicks all of a sudden, like a light switch turned off or on, and all of a sudden they're just absolute assholes. I would love that mansplained to me. 
But I think the easier one to mansplain is probably what the fuck Biden and the ATF are doing right now, knocking on people's doors and asking to see the guns that they have done in um, that they have purchased. So that I don't know if you're aware that that's happening, but that has started to happen and they are targeting up and down the 90 interstate 95 corridor across the country, up and down the East coast here. And uh, the statement from that was in the Washington post from attorney general Merrick Garland, one of my favorite, not really people is that going forward, Officials said U.S. attorneys' offices and ATF agents will seek to prosecute more straw purchases, focusing not only on major cities, but also the neighboring towns and states that supply many of the guns used in crimes, including along the Interstate 95 corridors and in Indiana, Nevada, and Arizona, the story states. But they literally have been knocking on people's doors, asking for identification, and then asking them to get the guns that they legally purchased to prove that they still have the guns in their possession. Um, This is the first I'm hearing about this, but this is fucking ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Yes, this is a so this was like it's a it's a task force and literally both the state police and the ATF are involved in it. They're all obviously declining comment. And there's one guy left his like, you know, ring doorbell video camera on while it was happening. And, and that video, he said he felt extremely coerced, but was told that he needed to go get his guns. They had a list. They had like a, you know, a clipboard with papers. And I want to know how far i need you to explain to me how far as american citizens we're going to continue to let this fucking shit happen before everybody rises up and says knock it off yeah that doesn't sound legal to me what they're doing and i mean my guess is just you know they're they're coming in they're flashing badges you know they got a bunch of goons out there and they're just hoping that people are going to fall in line i don't from everything that i'm like thinking right now there is absolutely especially here in the state of virginia nothing absolutely no law that says that i have to uh like comply with any of that they can no there is no law in any state well i mean like up north maybe i don't know but i'm just saying like here in virginia you can just eat a dick yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's insane i'm like like over the top like this and there's just concerning things like that happening all over but um okay what do you got for news well um fun story that i uh read this morning um that's uh it falls in line with the the leap of faith but it's also just uh gambling and and a lot of a lot of the themes here um so fred smith is uh the guy who um, founded FedEx back in the 60s, like he uh, 60s, 70s, whatever. And Mm -hmm. he started the company, grew it pretty quickly. But um, in the 70s, like business was just bleeding, like they were just bleeding money. And the the crazy thing is that like just how much inflation has gone bananas, but like they had $5,000 left in the bank in 1973 um and because they weren't being they wouldn't be able to fuel their planes for another week with five thousand dollars which i think is just crazy that you could fuel a fleet of planes for five grand um but anyway uh so what did he do instead of going well he went to investors and he tried to get money and all that and all he had was the five grand in the bank so he went to vegas took that five grand to vegas played blackjack and came back with $27,000. Nice. Yes. Um, And that is, I don't know, a a pretty ballsy maneuver, in my opinion, that you're going to take all of your company's money and go to go play blackjack. I I would do that. I know. That's why I'm in charge of the bank account. (laughs) That is, that is correct. That is correct. All right. Well, that's, that's, I did not know that. Not not a news story, just a fun story. Um, there. 
Yeah, that but is. That's a, that's a leap of faith. That's believing in yourself and your business, and I guess your ability to play blackjack. <laughs> yeah, definitely your ability to play blackjack. Wow, that's crazy. I have a story. Um, a well, mine is a little bit like um, God. What was that Tom Hanks movie where he got stuck on an island? Castaway. Castaway. A tourist survives eighteen hours at sea by clinging to a soccer ball. True story. A strong current swept a 30-year-old man out to sea while he was on a beach vacation. Uh, Oh, it's right here in the story, but reminiscent of the movie Castaway, he now has a soccer ball to thank for his survival. The Macedonia man spent 18 hours holding on to the partially deflated leather ball in the agency before he was rescued 15 miles away. Though a good swimmer, Ivan was growing tired when his luck changed and the rainbow colored ball came floating toward him. Wow. I would have died. I probably would have been eaten by a shark. I would have died. Very quickly, I would have died. Yeah. I would have succumbed. I would have gave up. What else? You got any other news stories? Uh, Yeah, just one um, that uh, I'll just roll through real quickly. So we're all familiar with Boston Dynamics and um, all their autonomous robots that they've been building and some pretty impressive stuff out out there. But uh, there's a, a picture floating around the Internet right now of one of their like their robot dogs. They're calling them like a, a quadruped robot that's got a fucking assault rifle attached to its back. And I don't know why anybody thinks this is a great idea, but this is how we're going to end people. Stop giving robots weapons. Stop trying to weaponize robots. Like they are just going to, they're, they're, they're stronger. They're faster. They're going to be smarter. They're everything better than us. And all we're doing is just giving them the tools to just take us out and go from there. It's like Terminator. It's exactly like Terminator. Like, I don't know why anybody hasn't heeded the advice, the warning from Terminator, but it's it's happening for real. Wow. I, huh. I, <laughs> that seems like a really bad idea. I mean, and there are a lot of bad ideas out there. That one seems like it might top the list of bad ideas. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's no way that this ends well. No. Or humanity no. anyways. No, definitely not. Maybe for the robots, it ends well. Yeah. But we really are living in the matrix. <laughs> we're living in, we're living in something, that's for sure. We certainly um, are. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? Any part, any final parting words for the day? No, um, you know, just. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> really nothing for this, for, the, for the, the, the last 60 seconds of this show. All right. Well, I will say a thanks again to our guest, Cheryl Devon. It was great, great having her on the show and um, listening to everything she's been up to. And she's really sharp when it comes to communication. So that was um, some good learning for our listeners. And I think, you know, I'm, I, I feel confident in my gambling pick. And I would also say, Hey, you know, if you're interested in learning more about SB pace or certivium, you can check those out at uh, sbpace.com and certivium.com and you can hit as certivium from sbpace in case you can't spell it, which you probably can't. And also uh, check out our podcast, BizQuick. All right. Well, I got. Well, thank you, Julie, and thank you to the listeners. And we will see you next week on Defeat the Chaos on the Voice America Business Network.